love it. Ready? Oh, God. Yeah, so this is good. Isn't that good? It's nice. Sometimes the Spotify will hit me with one that I'm kind of bored with. Yeah. And then I get to the bridge or the chorus. And like this hits. And I'm like, damn, this. Don't skip songs too early, man. Uh, this is called You Make It Easy by Red Hearse. Red Hearse. Yeah, H. Or Hearse? No, Hearse. H E A R S E. Huh. Red Hearse. It's very is it, Don't you spell Hearse H U R S E? No, it's like H E A R S E. Oh, so it is so it is Red uh, Hearse. I feel like you wow. are artistic enough to have like a Red Hearse. Knocking on wood that you don't wow. know. But you know, I don't know. Your your Hearse would be like some light blue <laughs> Tiffany blue. Tiffany and Co. Hearse. <laughs> Made of diamonds. I don't know how I should feel about a call. Hey, what's like up, that. guys? Uh, today we're DIY <laughs> hearses. <laughs> they kind of freaked me out. I was driving on the highway the other day, or not the other day, but a little while ago, and I passed one, and I'm like, do people, like, do we realize that this car is main purpose is yeah. to carry dead bodies? Yeah. Other cars have a baby on board. This should say, like, hey, there's currently a dead yeah, dead like, body on board. On air right now, we are. <laughs> it's just a scum. Anyway. It's weird. It is weird. Oh, so we've taken a break from a podcast. Not, we didn't take a break. It was just like <laughs> life kind of happened. Yeah, we have so much to talk about. And I feel like even right now when I was talking about the hearse, I was like, man, I could really get into this topic. Yeah. And I was like, no, hold back. We're itching because <laughs> when we were talking about like, oh, so what are we going to talk about today? We got like six so topics that all kind of, wow, do you hear that? Six. Yeah. Why was that very whistly? You, you six. Huh. Six. I think my mic settings may have changed. I don't know. Was it always dynamic or is it? No. Hello? You're definitely dynamic. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Oh, shit. My mic's gone. Oh, there I we go. Now back. <laughs> I okay. said, I told you there's so many things to talk about. Okay. Talk about dynamics and shit. So let's, let's stop messing with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we took a break from podcasts and just because sort of life got in the way. One of them being um, I took a trip down to the U.S. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Life got in the way. <laughs> yeah, you literally left the country. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was needed though. Like, oh my God, was it needed? Man, I can't tell you. So here in Ontario, and we, we said this many times here in Ontario, um, is it like really whispery? When no, I, it's yeah. not. uh, <laughs> we've been in some form of lockdown for like 400 plus days. Toronto, Ontario specifically, yeah. or like the GTA. So like some. no gyms, no, no gyms. eating in restaurants, no going to shops, no movie theaters, nothing. And, and a lot of people can't even still understand this because when I went to Austin, they were like, oh, we were only shut out for maybe a month from bars. And I'm like, you have no idea what it's like for 15 months, mm -hmm. you know? Especially for people that follow the rules. Yeah, yeah. Like, to be honest, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I bend the rules many times, man. And so I'm like... But there's, there's nothing we can do. Even if you want to bend the rules, you can't go to a place that isn't open, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, right now, it's like, oh, parks are just open or whatever. <laughs> but they're like, people have been picnicking. I've gone on oh, five picnics yeah. already. Mm -hmm. I've been a picnic master right now. Oh my god! But, but then again, it's like everybody is. They're like, "Oh, stay at home." But then again, they they draw circles on the grass of the parks here in Toronto, so you can actually have a picnic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they know exactly what's happening. I don't know. It's weird. They all know what's going on. So, anyways, I went down, and the the thing that was weird was when I got to the Toronto airport. Oh, let's get bust out some sound effects. When I got to the Toronto airport, okay, it was like a uh, kind of like a bus depot. Oh, like they had like only three flights. Keep in mind, the Toronto airport is is a massive international busy airport and because travel is still sort of shut yeah they only had th like three flights so i get to my gate and i'm flying to charlotte with a ton of other people and what i mean by that is like 35 percent were these chicks that were just looking to escape to miami 
And they, they, they were already loaded. They were at the airport. They're like, I'm so drunk. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, living their life. <laughs> seriously, I was like boarding and I'm like, oh, you're annoying as shit. Yeah. And like, you're not supposed to leave unless you're going for work or something. Essential. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder what these girls are going to claim they're doing in Miami. Getting drunk. Yeah, I guess. I don't, know what, I don't know what they said, but they were already sort of loaded. But anyways, you had to fly to a uh, middle middleman type airport. Sure. A transfer? Yeah, transfer. Whatever. Uh, what's, it, what's it called? A transfer. Uh, we'll uh, call it middleman. Uh, yeah. No, there's another word. Not transfer, not middleman. Connecting. Uh, connecting. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I fully knew you the word. So <laughs> I, had, transfer. I had to fly to Charlotte. When I got there, I'm like, I went to go get food and I could eat inside. And psychologically, it was this very bizarre moment of like, Whoa. Yeah. This is weird, man. And then it was like the rest of the trip was great. But coming back, you're back to the same old bullshit that Ontario is in. And you're locked here for 14 days. I was. Was. <laughs> Which was stupid, but stupid in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, again, I'm going to say this one more damn time. It's the cost of things you know it's just the cost of things uh i honestly got to think if we didn't lock down or, or do this uh there'd be many, many more many more worse things you know um either I, I know over here people a lot, a lot of us we compare ourselves to america and i'm not hating on america right i just i don't think they see the stats of like you know three times more death per capita three times for more there or for here over there Man, right three times yeah, more cases yeah, yeah, per but, capita. But there, there's there's more to the situation. This is why it's so tough. There's yeah. more to the situation, like people's livelihoods, the economy. I don't want to. We've already done it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> anyways, I get to I get to Charlotte. It was such a weird sort of experience. I was to, I've never been. Yeah. I just went to the airport. So they get a lot of rock, rocking chairs. Yeah. You, In an airport. Yeah. Interesting. Huge, no. huge airport. But they they just have a lot of rocking, rocking chairs. chairs. I keep wanting to say walking chairs. <laughs> rocking chairs. In the airport. In the airport, like it was like a thing. And I like, don't know. There's, man, that's like, there's signs that like keep the rocking chairs clean. I don't know what it is. Did they invent in there? Imagine waiting for your flight just rocking. I mean, I'd fall asleep. Wow. They're so nice, but like they were all taken. Like my businessmen and me, it's not like a <laughs> who's gonna sit in those. It's like everybody wants them. Damn. Yeah. So we did that, or I did that, and then I flew to Vegas, which was such a fun time. Yeah. Like it, it, Vegas is just a, a, a transient type city. No, nope, wrong one. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Uh, is there another exploring one here? There we go. Vegas is like such a like like uh, transient city. Yeah, sorry, you hit the music real well here. Yeah. <laughs> you're like your tone and the music was perfect. exploring. Yeah. Um, so I, when I got there, I got to see. I only really got to see three properties. Yeah, and I have a video on YouTube of these properties. Um, just because the real estate agent, she was great, but it was very much like, oh, well, we have to give 24 hours. Just like it wasn't. Mm. Like, you know, great, great. And because of her, you almost like, she almost like didn't sell you on the city because of one shitty real estate agent. No, no. Like she was good. Okay. I don't want to say she was bad. So she was good. It was just like, you're, what I'm about to say about Austin is very different. True. So when I got there, it's like everything in Vegas is very like you keep to yourself. True. And their winters for us where we stay inside yeah. is like their summers because it's so hot, right? So it was fun. And I, uh, I met up with this couple that... Just got married. Yeah. So they invited me out and we had like a bunch of drinks. And you guys went to like the new one. New one. The neon, yeah. <laughs> neon museum, new one. <laughs> yeah, we went to the neon museum. And it was just like, uh, I, I met up with them, had a bunch of drinks at this, at Old Vegas, which I've never been to before. Yeah. Super cool. 
And then sort of like, I really wanted to go to this neon museum. And for those of you that don't know what that, that is, it's like all the old neon signs from Las Vegas, instead of throwing them out, they bring them to this spot. And it's like, you can like walk around and see all of them in their glory. It's like amazing. And I, I think when I saw it on your story, I like commented, I was like, yeah, I don't know about Austin. I don't know about anywhere. You need to somehow live. Yeah. In the neon museum. Oh my god, man, that be that would be a dream for me. I feel like you, you like that's literally your thing. You know? That would just be sick. Be the t- caretaker of the neon museum. Hundred percent. I just do my, your show on the side. Put my bed right in the middle. Frig. So I um I really wanted to go. So I'm like, hey guys, for your wedding gift, I'm gonna like get you this, just so I had people to go <laughs> yeah. with. But but Vegas was cool. And then when I was there, I'm like, there's no need to go to Austin. I've already decided Vegas is where I'm gonna move mm-hmm. to. And for those of you who don't know, because I don't think I've talked about it on here, yeah, I'm looking to move. Yeah. And then I get to Austin and I'm like, damn, Austin is a place where within one month's time I could have a friend group like that. Wow. It is so damn social. So many outdoor places to eat. So many cool bars. It's Texas. I lived there and like, remember I got off the plane. It was like, Texas has a smell. Yeah. Nobody understands this, <laughs> but like when you get off the plane in Texas, I, it just hits different. Yeah. I mean, my, my reference is let's say you kidnap me and take me to six different places around the world. Yeah which would be awesome. (laughs) And one of them being Texas, I could be like, identify right away. Oh, we're in Texas. (laughs) Yeah. Instantly. And Austin is like, literally if Toronto, if a Toronto person made a city in Texas, it would look like Austin. I feel like just the people are a little different. They're a little more like, absolutely. Um, hipstery, I guess it's very liberal, the city. So everyone is sort of looking out for everyone to the point where it's almost like, Guys, this is a little much, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, like a lot of art stuff in this city. Yeah. So then I was kind of like, damn. Well, I get to the first day and I call the real estate agent. We have nothing booked, right? And I, I've had very little com- communication with this guy. And he's like, okay, heart all the homes you want to see and I'll organize the showing. So nice. I send him six. I'm expecting to maybe see two. And he calls me back 20 minutes later and he goes, okay, we've got all the showings booked. Um, our first one's here at 1045. I'm like, oh, how many did you get? He's like, oh, I got all six. He got all six on the first friggin' day. It's working, man. Within two hours. So it was just like I saw a lot more properties in Austin um, in the first day. Are they nicer places? Than- they're, they're like family homes. Mm. Like like in Vegas, I can get this cool rooftop, but in Austin, it's like, it's like a family home. Yeah. Which I'm not really down for. I want more of like a bachelor type place, you know, where I can make my own. Yeah, but I feel like if you get a family home, you know, you would turn it into a bachelor thing because, like, already the basement, let's say, is a studio. There's no basements. No basements. Yeah. That's not, like, everywhere in the south? Like, everywhere in the south because it's all sand, whereas here in the north, we've got clay. Interesting. Yeah. So they have, like, three floors? A lot of them will be uh, the ranch style. So ranch style is, like, it's just long and, like, wide. Like a chode. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I feel like I'm kidnapped right now. <laughs> so, so you walk in the front door is one level. So yeah. it'll be living room, bedrooms, all there. That's there there's a few that have two floors, mm. and then very few that I saw had three. But like second, yeah. So like second floor though, you turn it like you know what I mean. Like I feel like because you have so much use for space, you just turn it into like a bachelor looking pad because one level certainly will be like a studio type mm, level. Yeah. No, right. no matter what, what, where I live, it's I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna convert it, right? Yeah. It's just I don't want to be in a neighborhood that's like, hey, Johnny, where's Jabez? Like, I don't want family. You don't like that? Not yet. Mm. 
Because what am I going to say? Hey, I was out until 3 a.m. <laughs> getting loaded. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's not going to work. Well, does Austin have like a downtown that like you can like, uh, like you live in? Or they, is it like They've a- got a downtown. They've got a really cool area called South Congress, mm. which is like uh, very artsy, very fun. That's where I'd probably look to live, South Austin. True. North is very family and tech companies. And then East is a little bit rough, but it's starting to convert. True. But still not there yet. Um, so I'd probably look at South Austin. Huh. But anyways, the thing is, people are asking me, like, are you nervous for change? Yeah. And for like once, I can't even remember the last time I felt like this where I'm like, no, like bring, like, bring, bring it, it on, on. Yeah, which yeah. is weird for me to say. Right. But I'm like, no, I want change. I was even talking to my mom today. She's like, what if you rented out your condo and then rented a place just to see if you like it? And I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want to go. I want to leave Toronto. On my walk over today, I was like, wait, has he thought of like just like renting a place there for like two, three months in the winter and then keeping his condo here? But now I got the answer. Well, because, well, here's the thing. I would have to have a tenant in my place, Mm. right? With all my stuff, and I'm I'm super like, don't touch my shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or not don't touch my shit, but like, if I'm not there to observe. But you're just ready, you're committed, change, bring it on. Man, 30 does something to you. Seriously. Well, yeah. Like, no, but like, <laughs> at least it's doing something to me where I'm like, yeah. Man, if you look at this, okay, and I'm in a, a very stage of fun. I love life, and mm. I'm, I very much want to have a fun life. Yeah. But as you get older, you deal with more societal things that are like, you can't do that. You're too old for that. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. hate that that narrative. The pressure almost gets real. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm feeling that turning 30. Both my brother just had a baby like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other brother's married. Like I gotta I have my shit together. I wanna I always say that. I wanna make that clear. I have my shit together. Yeah. But based off of where you should be in quotations in life, I'm in a different place because I'm not in a relationship. I'm, I'm happy on my own with Charlie and I'm looking to move and experience a new place and explore and have fun. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a great thing you're doing. Um, move out, you know, start a, I, I always look at my parents and I always, I always thought it was so cool. Like previous generations, um, like let's say like my parents, right. I don't know how my dad and mom decided they're going to leave Iraq. Isn't that crazy? In though? 1999. And they're just going to friggin' some way, somehow figure out how to get to Canada. Yeah. And you, know? you, you hear these stories of like they had ten dollars. Wild. I'm I'm telling you, if they had YouTube and if they were vloggers and you <laughs> vlog <laughs> the experience of of going to another country, like I don't know, in the nineteen seventies. Yeah. Of like, hey, yeah, straight up we just have ten dollars in our pocket, you know? Like there's no flex. It's funny because <laughs> pe- like, people nowadays do that as a challenge. Yeah. Trying to spend the day with only ten bucks. And it's like people move their life and their families' lives. But wow. so it, times are different as well. Yeah. I was talking to my brother about this the other day. Like, I remember my mom once said, Wow, you're going to be this old. Like, I was pregnant with you and I'm the third born. <laughs> yeah. So that means she had three kids at this point. And I was like, Oh, wow. And then they're like, Yeah, we had a house at like 22. And I'm like, Okay, times are so different now. So different. In Toronto or the GTA, which is why Toronto is very tough for me to see as a place I'm going to stay. Mm. Because I looked around the GTA and I can only find rundown homes that are going to cost 80 grand to flip yeah that i'm like i don't want to i don't want to do that i don't know man so it's like i anyways i'm, I'm in yeah. this this mode of like change and a part of that is because i recently read this book by uh uh gary joseph uh bishop 
Interesting. His name. He's a uh, Scottish, very Scottish guy. And he does things called uh, Wise as Fuck is the, is the book. True. And a lot of it talks about leaving your comfort zone. Nice. And like what it is. And I also just started reading this other book my friend got me. It's The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. And this is apparently the best self-help book on ever written. Damn. Yeah. And so it's a, guys, I don't know. I'm looking at it. It's a pretty, I'd imagine a pretty easy read. It's like pretty thin. It's thin, but they cover like topics in, in chunks, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they just get right to it. They get right to it. And, and they give really good metaphors. So one of them is like um, magnetized steel, a bar of magnetized steel yeah. can hold 12 times its weight. Whereas the same bar that is not magnetized won't hold anything. So it goes to show that when you go about doing something in life, you need to be open and willing to have these things come to you or else it's not going to work. Shit. It's not about the universe and the waves and the stars and the moon. None of that shit. Yeah. It's actual thing. Like, look at it. If you go into a new business venture, which you've had, I feel like 9,000. 7,000. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go in thinking this is going to be a fail. Yeah. You got to go in believing it's going to work. And then you're going to go into conversations with more of this confidence about you. And people are going to be like, oh. Yeah, maybe these straws, or or at least a purpose. You go in with a purpose, uh, and even if it's not business, even if it's just like, um, you know, uh, making friends or like let's say like I think when people travel, let's say like when you went to Austin or whatever, um, you or in Las Vegas, your thoughts currently of going to Las Vegas before you even went there, you're like, ah, Las Vegas people come in and come out, you know, so you're already going there with the mindset of like. Friends are probably going to last only two years in Las Vegas. Right, right. And when you go to, like, let's say Austin, you're like, you know, there was kind of like less expectation. So usually when people travel, they're much more open and their guard is much more down. Yes. So they're more accepting, just like uh, like you were saying. So I feel like you need that change. You need that change of mentality to it's really be accepting. Yeah. It's, it's all mental. Like, So one of the things that really flipped with me is, he talks about choosing your conclusion. I don't, know, I don't really know what music would... Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> choosing your conclusion. So basically, if you go into something like a hike and go, oh my God, I'm going to be so thirsty. My knees are going to hurt. Blah, blah, blah. You've already concluded that this is what's going to happen. Yeah. So you're going to do, and your brain does this. Your brain doesn't like to be wrong. Yeah. So it's going to do everything it can to meet this conclusion that you've created. Yeah. So when I look at this and I go... If I go to Austin and I start fearing that, oh, it's not going to have the same as Toronto. My friends won't be there. Well, naturally, I'm going to go in there introverted and it's not going to thrive. 100%. But I'm, you got to tell yourself over and over and over this conclusion that it's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing and it's going to work out. Yeah, because your brain's just literally looking for those patterns, right? It's just... That's what it is, patterns, yeah. Like if you, yeah, if you go on a hike and you're like, I'm going to be thirsty and I'm going to die of thirst the first second that... You get there and you feel your mouth is a little dry. You're like, holy shit. Right. And then you kind of get into your head and you spiral down it's, as opposed to the, you the, can spiral the, up. Yeah. The human psyche is just, it's so powerful in that sense. Yeah. That if you start like picture the last time you had to go pee, but you couldn't, you're on a plane, you're on a bus, whatever. And you couldn't really go. The more you think about it, the more you have to go. Yeah. But the, once you get distracted, you forget altogether to get to pee. So it's crazy how you could be your own worst enemy when it comes to thinking about things. Yeah. I, w I went on a hike in Vegas on my last day there. <laughs> this in, guy. In like the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. And so I get out there and Literally I'm like. influencers in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should just, if you had a camera and saw what I was doing. Yeah. I was on top of taking like a bunch of photos. Like, hey guys, what's up? Here I am in a desert. Yeah. So I get out in the middle of this desert. There's no one around. 
And I start thinking about that. Mm. Wow, there's no one around. And then I look at my water. And I had one third of my second bottle of water left. Yeah. And I'm like, shoot. I've got like at least an hour hike back and this is all the water I have. Oh, imagine that I got a little dizzy. And I bent down to take a picture and I stood up and I got lightheaded. <laughs> like, holy shit. And then it spirals, man. Because then yeah. you start thinking, okay, I remember thinking when I was there, if I pass out, how am I going to lie so at least an airplane could see me? <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I'll fall into a starfish it's position. Starfish, yeah. So starfish the, pants down. That's the <laughs> like, whoa, who's that big dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to, I had to, I sort of drove this conclusion of it's going to be a bad time. True. Until I get back. And it's just, that to me is one of the biggest things that clicked with me is choose your conclusion and stick with it, even though your brain is going to tell you and doubt it. And when it does, that's the comfort zone. Yeah, it's crazy. I think even like with friends, you know, it's like there's so many people that are like, oh, my friends are assholes. And I think if you really believe your friends are assholes and you start to look for asshole things that they might say to you or they might say to others, you will find it. Right. And, and you'll trick yourself into thinking like, like, oh, they're talking shit. Right. Mm. If you say, oh, my friends are the greatest. And you like you literally your brain, you can see it like your brain just picks up on these patterns of what your friends are doing that is so amazing in their life, in your life, for you, for them. Like, we just pick up on these patterns so well. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the brain doing its thing again. Yeah. But it's kind of like how you said, if somebody, let's say you go to meet a group of people and they're like, oh my God, this this Dan guy is so freaking annoying. Mm. Okay, so now they've already implemented their conclusion on you. Yeah. So you go in thinking, this Dan guy is super annoying. Mm. Well, you get to the party and he's like very outgoing and lively. If you never heard this person was annoying, you would think, wow, look at that person. He's very fun. I want to go be that person's friend. Yeah. But because it's under the impression now that he's annoying, you now look at it and go, oh, look at this. He just needs validation. He just is it for attention. Oh my God, look at look what he's doing. He's telling another <laughs> joke. It's insane how many people fall for this. Yeah, Like it drives me nuts that people nowadays, they don't realize it, but you're absorbing so many people's conclusions without even realizing it. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, people are like, oh, you know what? McDonald's burgers suck. Do they? Or do you actually like them? <laughs> yeah. Like nobody ever questions themselves. And I'm like, no, I actually really like McDonald's burgers. Oh, yeah. well, you're stupid then. Okay, well, that's some emotional manipulation. And it all starts off with like one on-off switch of like either accepting someone else's word, right? Like uh, accept like, you know, let's say I go to a party and like I see you and I've, you know, uh, like whoever... Whoever chose my conclusion had to just say, yes, I accept Amar's conclusion or no, I don't accept it and I'm going to see it for myself. Which then, for a lot of people that can't handle it, they yeah. get bitter. They're like, what do you mean? Why don't you see him as annoying? He's so annoying. <laughs> like friend groups, when one person has a problem with them, there's this bullshit thing where it's like, now everyone has to have a problem with them. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> it's like, okay, if they did something shitty to you, I'll understand that. I'm your friend and I'll, I'll understand. But just because you hate them doesn't mean I have to hate them. Hmm. And vice versa. But anyways, all this is surrounding the comfort zone. Yeah. Which is a very psychological thing that is in so many people. And this this whole thing became popular in the 1990s of leaving the comfort zone. True. Right? It was never a thing. So they say the comfort zone is a behavioral state within which a person operates in an anxiety-neutral condition using a limited set of behaviors to deliver a steady level of performance, mm -hmm. usually without a sense of risk. 
I like the limited set of behaviors to achieve the same result. Yes. Well, because like it basically means like you're doing the bare minimum to achieve the status quo. Because you've it's it's an environment you've created mentally where not only do you know what's going to happen, yeah, but you know how you're going to make it happen. And the problem with this is you're never going to get new results and new results bring new successes, right? Yeah, so, like new actions bring new results. And oftentimes yeah. you won't have new failures because you're doing the same thing too, right? True. So there's this scale, there's an optimal anxiety level where if you're too, if you're not enough, you're, you're considered bored. No growth is happening. And if it's too anxious and too much for you, you go into panic mode uh, and you actually shut down. So you got to maintain like a nice seven, eight. You got Yeah. You got to be right in the middle. Nice. And that's where optimal anxiety yeah, yeah. is, is helping you out. Actually. It's true. You get into those zones sometimes of like, um, yeah, I guess, I don't know if it's like called flow or whatever. It's like that flow yes, state yeah. of like everything is perfect because you're not, let's say if you're editing a video or you're snowboarding or whatever, it's not boring that you hate it and, and it kind of works against you. And it's not the scariest thing in life. So like, it's like that perfect amount of excitement and results and yeah. fear of this has to be good looking or this has to be good. Um, and that, that's like a wonderful place to be, man. That that flow state. You but know, a lot of people can't get into that flow state. Yeah. And, and there's a reason. So when you want to leave your comfort zone, here's how you do it. Okay. So you're in your comfort zone and this is where you feel safe and in control, right? These are things like um, the where you walk your dog in an area that you know and you're familiar with, um, operating at a, a working speed that isn't too fast that it pisses off your employer or coworkers that are thinking you're an ass kisser but doing enough that you're not the lazy bum. So it's it's all these things that are keeping you in. To leave it, you would then enter the fear zone. And in the fear zone is where you're affected by others' opinions. Hey, Amar, you're trying to start a new thing. That's, man, I don't think that's going to work, man. It's just not the thing. So after the comfort zone comes like this little, little dip. Always. Always. fear. And that's your brain telling you, hey... I can no longer program what's going to happen. So I'm going to give you a little bit of anxiety so I can, because I yeah. don't want to be wrong. Um, but this is also in the fear zone where you find excuses and you lack self-confidence. Mm. And that's because your brain is still on this elastic band trying to pull you back saying, no, 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 come on. I can tell you what happens if you just yeah, stick yeah. with these walls. Because the brain is just trying to survive. It's yeah. just doing as much as it can for you to keep you safe and secure. Yeah. It's trying to be like your friend and protect you. Yeah. Once... And if you stick through the fear zone and you don't listen to the people's opinions and you actually keep going, you enter the learning zone. And this is where you deal with the challenges and problems that come up from this new thing, right? Um, this is where you'll acquire new skills and this is this is going to extend your comfort zone because you've learned these new things. It's now going to set as a new sort of regulatory thing. Yeah, I'd imagine like, this is bullshit numbers here, guys. Uh, I'd imagine like 80% of people stop doing something because of the fear zone. Right? Oh, absolutely. And then let's say 20% of them move on to this learning zone. Um, and I'm sure this learning zone weeds out a few more people of, of trying something. Um, uh, very, but very little because the, the learning zone is, is, is closely tied to the next stage, which is the growth zone. True. So in the learning I agree. You, you, you acquire a new skill and all of a sudden you're just like, okay, that's it. Yeah. I'm done. But 
what happens when you get these new skills is you start to find a new purpose and you start to find new goals and you set new goals and then you realize, oh, this is actually what I can get to and what I can be. True. Here's a perfect example in my life, okay? I was living very much in a comfort zone. Yeah. So level one, doing YouTube for seven years, three of the last of which were 100% comfort zone. I know if I do two videos a week, DIY type, I'm going to pull in the probably similar amount of views. Some of them will go viral. Some of them won't. True. Um, I'll get the brand deals by saying family friendly. And I just kind of got into this flow. And I, I use that loosely because it wasn't really a flow. It was, yeah, just yeah. A, it was just a process. Yeah. Well, then what happened was one night I uploaded stuff to TikTok. But my fear zone was, I don't want to do TikTok because it's a whole other platform I got to get into and I'm, I'm too old for TikTok. So I, I, I had that. I did it anyways. Yeah. And I uploaded it and the video went super viral. And then I got all these new followers and I got these comments saying, oh my God, I used to watch you. You don't pop up on YouTube anymore. And now I'm so fueled by like, okay, I got to do more TikTok, more TikTok. Yeah, now you're learning all the shit. Yeah. And now because TikTok's taken off and I can make money on it, I now view a move to the States as possible. Yeah. Because I'm like, now I can get actually get more money and brand deals through a different platform. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of these, this four stage. And what happens in the, obviously in the growth zone, um, you know, you continue to grow and all that, but is there like a dip after, is there like a, a moment where the growth becomes the new comfort zone, the new comfort yeah. zone. And yeah. this is why, so you sort of have to always push yourself. Um, I saw this this thing recently. It was super interesting. Have you ever noticed that when you get older, time speeds up? Yeah. It's not actually, obviously, it's not actually speeding up. But what's happening... But the years just go by. They just go by. Yeah. Uh, what's happening is that when you're a kid, you're having your first experience. Yeah. You're having the first experience of like riding a bike, going to school, first graduating, kiss, first, first kiss, yeah. first prom, whatever. You're having all these firsts that are stimulating your brain. Yeah. Well, by the time you're 25... There aren't any new things, and you're only doing the same old things. Yeah. And so time starts to blend and go, okay, your brain's like, we're going into autopilot. Let's just coast, because I yeah. know what's going to happen. So you need to start to do things like, I don't know, move, yeah. join a club, start a new hobby. Like super memorable things. Just anything different. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be like, like building an empire every time. But let's say you wanted to get into painting, you never did it. The day you buy a canvas and start painting, you're going to look at that day at the end of the night thinking, oh, this was kind of a longer day. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but just like, wow, it seemed to go a little slower. That's the effects of your brain starting to turn on again and go into, okay, he actually needs us now. We can't go into autopilot. And this is something that people need to do if they feel like time is flying by. Life is so fast. Well, start doing new things and it'll actually start to slow. This is something I, I don't actually preach, but like for myself, I, I try to do as much as possible of just, just try new things man just keep trying new things you know um and i i honestly got i don't know i think that i'm like in some way the pandemic i feel like has like made people like let's say bake bread for the first time and now a year later they're still baking bread um mm -hmm. or i don't know like flip houses and do this and like i don't know i think a lot of people are doing some firsts um in the last in the last few years and uh it's, it's pretty cool well i think it's because people and this is what you need to do, by the way, if you want to leave, is you got to reframe your stress. Yeah. Right? So in, in this pandemic, there's been a lot of stress over people. What's going to happen? What are we going to do? And so a lot of people did one of two things. They curled up and they just braced for the whole <laughs> impact. impact. Yeah. yeah. 
or they reframe the stress and said, well, if I have to stay inside, I might as well try this new bread thing because I've got the time. Yeah. And what's happened is it's pulled these things that were always there that they they always sort of just brushed over. But now they've got the time and they've reframed this as, well, it's actually not so bad because I've got this. You've reframed the stress from being this horrible, horrible thing. That's it. To being this growth period in what I can do. Yeah. And it's like, it's so important to, to do that. Like, I can't stress it enough that when you are around people, you are who you surround yourself with. 1,000%. Yeah. And one of them being the conclusion. If everyone around you, four to five people, are all telling you that um, moving somewhere is stupid, and they don't really have a reason otherwise, other than they don't like the place, well, you 100% are going to join that team and say it's stupid because nobody in your life is supporting it. Yeah. So, Or you got to be, like, super strong enough to... Because I, I do think that does create a drive sometimes when everyone thinks something you're doing is stupid um, or bad or wrong. Um, yeah, I guess in that I, sense. I, I think, the, you know, there's a there's a few people that, like, you know, they really relish in in everyone telling them... That they're the underdog. Or, or, yeah, I think or, a lot of people actually are love the underdog story. Like okay, everyone so, everyone so, doesn't so, believe in me. I don't even believe in myself. Oh, yeah, you uh, hear but, that. And we've all, like, I, I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. It's like, yeah. I, I think it's a good drive. Um, to give yourself sometimes the underdog story. Um, it, I know sometimes it, people embellish it and make uh, it up. In, in that sense, yes, if they're saying you can't do something. Yeah. But if you're around a bunch of people that say they don't like Peter, yeah, you're going to sort of, well, no, now that you framed it that way. See, I, Peter, man, Peter's an underdog here. You know? now, yeah, because now it's the underdog type thing. Yeah, I, I, un, underdog is, I think, a a a... A good driver for, for change. For, for change for many people. And, and if, yeah, sometimes yeah, if that's yeah. what it takes, that's what it takes. I think we both agree on like, I we know some people that would, I guess, would make up an underdog story. Mm -hmm. And I think people hate on an embellished underdog story of like, I don't know. Um, let's say Drake, when he, when he sang, uh, started from the bottom and now we're here. Mm -hmm. And people are like, Oh, you didn't really start in the bottom. You were like an actor. You were this. You were that. Like you didn't really start from the bottom. Um, but everyone loved that song. But everyone kind of hated on Drake for. Well, because also nobody wants to give you an underdog story. No one wants which, to give you. That's true. Which is what I hate too. Yeah. Is you, you can never have a rag to riches story because someone will come out and say, "Oh, well, actually they had this." It's it's annoying. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is, when you surround yourself with people that are negative, okay, let, let me yeah. reframe them. Um, they are going to view things, stressful situations, as. Oh my God, it's so annoying. And I've recently started to challenge that and be like, it's actually not that bad. Mm. And the second you do that, it puts them in a weird spot because they're like, oh, am I just bitching? Yeah. And then they're going to have to defend it and double down. But this whole reframing of stress is it. Yeah. You need to take shit that currently bothers you and that you view as, oh my God, this is annoying. And you have to reframe that into, well, if I do this, then I get this. Yeah. Or I need to do this to achieve this. You know, now here's the thing about reframing stress. <laughs> um, didn't know we'll get here today now, but uh, I feel like I've reframed stress a lot of times. And I think over the last two years, I've probably done it to a annoying level, <laughs> you know, to positivity yes. and what we are calling toxic positivity 2021, baby. I've never in my life met someone more. So, so toxically you, positive. <laughs> he, Amar only told me this the other, so he picked me up from Buffalo when yeah. I got in and he mentioned this term and I'm like, 
holy shit, man, that's exactly what you are. And like, <laughs> I mean, in like a nice way. But yeah, like, yeah, no, I take it in a nice way too. You are absolutely, <laughs> uh, like, here, here's something we can talk about now. Yeah. Amar and I, we auditioned for uh, Amazing Race. Amazing Race, baby. Amazing Race Canada. And I, and I still think we can't tell you what happened directly, but in the audition, <laughs> they asked, they, they had asked us a question. Yeah. And I'm sitting there with Amar. Oh, now I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, or, or it was like a paper we had to write. Yeah. And one of them was like, if you could have anybody visit you, who would it be? Yeah. And so I write Charlie, my dog, Charlie. Yeah. And, and I, I say this answer to like the, the casting people. And Amar goes, I would want Dan's dog, Charlie, for him. And I'm like, buddy, what are you doing? Bro, I wasn't, ans- I wasn't copying <laughs> all that shit, you know? I just, <laughs> it was just like, you got to put I'm like, now we've become like too much of this that they're not going to pick us. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, anyways, he picks me up from like this guy can't be real. <laughs> actually, there's there's more to this. I I text him or, or I called him from Charlotte. I'm like, listen, yeah. man, I missed my flight. I'm not getting in at six thirty anymore. Yeah, six thirty being a very okay time to pick somebody up because yeah. it's an, it's an evening. Uh, I'm actually getting in at midnight. Yeah, uh, an hour and a half from your house. Yeah. In Buffalo, Niagara Falls. Oh, no problem, dude. If you need more time. I'm like, if I need more time, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah, man. And so I get to Niagara Falls super late. He picks me up. I'm like, oh, thanks so much, man. It's now like past midnight. I'm like, let me get you some food. And he's like, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, no, no. I have to buy you food. He's like, no, 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 no. So I had to like force to buy him food. And yeah. I had to force to fill up his tank. So by the time we get back to my house. Okay, the force fill up tank is... This is important. This, this is weird. This is weird. So this is some manifestation shit from you. Wild. <laughs> I uh, we start getting close to my house, and I notice he's trying to pull in, and I'm like pull into the the, the complex, and I'm like, no, 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 go straight, go straight, go straight. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a gas station. I was like, nah, man, don't worry about it. You know, he's like, no, yeah. no, come on, come on, go, go, please. And <laughs> so, so we get there, and he's like, okay, and he goes to start cleaning his windshield or some shit. Yeah. By the way, context for like, I I, I think people that live in like. I don't know. I, let's say in Toronto, GTA, and other big cities. Okay, most of like gas stations are always open. Twenty four right? man, twenty four seven. Like, like uh, other gas stations. Like I know I've been to other towns in like let's say Ontario, and it's like they actually close down at ten p.m. Okay, but here in the city, like there's no chance they're always open twenty four seven. I've never seen this. Yeah, I've lived. He- I've lived in my place for six years. Never once has this happened. Okay, yeah. so we pull in. I go to start filling up, and the, the cash guy runs out. Keep in mind, the whole, the whole the lights are on and everything. He goes, no, 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 pumps are all broken. You can't fill up. And I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, pumps are broken? Okay. So we go up the street. There's another one. And Amar's laughing. Going I, like, I, was like, I was like, look, man, this is going to be closed, all right? Just, just know that I have my, my karma working for me, and this shit is going to be closed. And I th- well. yeah, and I was like, no way. At this, and I was like, if it's closed and fine, you win. I won't buy you gas, which yeah. is, which sounds like a weird thing to say. <laughs> so we get there, and we we're pulling in. All of a sudden, we hear alert. Please leave the premises immediately. Like coming from the gas station <laughs> speaker. When <laughs> in your life have you ever heard a alarm siren saying, "Please yeah. leave the premises"? I mean, and the lights were flashing. Lights right when we pulled flickering. in, it, it, like it literally looked like. We try to seal the, like... Like, a, inside, we try to break in or something. Yeah, yeah, it literally looked like some, like, SWAT team was about to pull up. It was like, leave the premises immediately. Yeah. 
And just, it was just voice, and like the lights were flashing, and, and we looked at each other. And I'm like, "Yo, let's get out of what here." What is going on? So we leave, and we go to a third one, and we get to this one, and I am able to fill up. And the what did the guy come out and just stare at us? Yeah, it was, it was someone weird like this. The guy comes out and just like outside, out front, and just stares at us, and I'm like, "This whole night, that whole night was weird, man. Just weird night." And I think you didn't have enough sleep, so like, <laughs> it was probably doing something else for you. But I was, yeah, yeah uh, that was real what happened with <laughs> the flickering lights. But it was like heat. toxic positivity right there. It was magnetized to you. Yeah, man. I mean, unbelievable. I ended up uh, getting him gas at the last spot, but very uncomfortably because I had the guy staring at me the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with the toxic positivity, by the way, I am super aware that, uh, you know, a lot of the shit, you know, uh, <laughs> that I say is positive and many ways toxic. It's only toxic when you <laughs> won't allow someone else to be positive too. You know what mm. I mean? So like you pick me up, great positive gesture. Mm. Well, in return, I would like to buy you gas because you enough. drove in like almost two and a half hours both ways. Fair enough. To get me. Yeah. And so I'm thinking he won't even let me do this positive act. Yeah. He's saying no. Like I'm hard headed with that shit. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 that's no, fine. I'm like, why no? Yeah. I don't know why no. It's just it's, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> Anyways, it was just a, a bizarre thing, but uh, I don't know where are we going with that. Uh, no, I just have one last question. Where do you think right now you're going to? Ooh, okay. I guess I can answer this. Um, as of this moment, let's play this one. I think, and if people are still listening, insider information. As of this moment, I think. It's going to be Austin, Texas. Nice. Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Good shit. And the reason is only because I have to look at my social life yeah. and quality of living and community living and Charlie and Texas has already been a home for me. It's affordable. It's artsy. It's social. It'd be good for social media work. Vegas would also be great. But it's a little bit uh, transient, mm. which is the biggest thing. Everybody that I met there wasn't from there. I'm telling you almost everybody. Or they were there for three weeks or whatever. Um, everyone sort of kept to themselves. Or they're there on, like, sabbatical for, or, or some sort of assignment. You know, like, no one's really from there. Yeah. And the way I see it is I could go to Austin. It's blowing up. I could make a lot of money on a home. And then sell and then go to Vegas afterwards. Amazing. Right? Actually, one last question, and this might be choosing your conclusion here. Uh, how many years do you think you'll be there? I know you probably don't know anything about it. You oh, probably know only know 10%. These are some good questions. You know? But uh, where do you think? Um, the way, hey, know, I see. Five, no, 10 years? No matter five? No, 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 no. no. Uh-huh. That, that's you, man. <laughs> There's no nowhere I'm going to go that I'm going to spend less than one year. So okay. whether it's Vegas and it changes or it's or it's Austin, one year minimum, minimum. Because sure. I know you can't actually have a significant impact, change your life in less yeah. than a year time. I mean, to make it last. Um, I could see myself being in Austin for two years. Hmm. If I was there. Two years, then I could reevaluate where I'm at. Am I going to be in a relationship? Am I still going to be, not still, If I, am I going to be single? If so, then let's start another adventure somewhere else. Um, or start another adventure with my significant other. True. All things I'm open to. Um, or maybe I come back to Toronto. You know, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do know that I think it's going to be two years. Comes back to Toronto. We're still locked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Hello. <laughs> What's life like on the outside? Get us out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's that's sort of where I'm at at this point in time. You know. Cool. So it's a good one. Right. Enjoy. It's nice to be nice back. back. Nice oh, to be back. Nice to be back. You son of a bitch. Yeah, it is good to be back. And thanks so much for listening, guys. And I'm so impressed that a lot of you guys are listening. I didn't realize this until my trip where people were like, hey, we listen to the podcast. So thanks so much. Oh, also, shout out to a little country called Suriname. We were the number one podcast in that country. I- I'm telling what? you. some. I don't know. I saw it on the stat. Um, wow. Yeah, like last week or two weeks ago. Wow. I got to look this up. <laughs> Yeah, Suriname. Suriname? Well, we should probably know the names. (laughs) Sorry, guys, for offending all of you. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Love you. I don't try.